Chapter 3 Big Trouble in a Little Spaceship Things went quiet, which Kaya didn't seem to like. They're going to board us. She sprang into action. Ship, zero G, now. Zero G, I. No sooner did I start to get butterflies in my stomach than Kaya pushed off a wall and came soaring toward Dad and me. Ship, open the closet. Closet I. Kaya flew over our heads, grabbed us by the collars, and threw us toward a little room under the command deck. Dad and I tumbled through the air and landed inside. The door immediately closed behind us, but I could still hear Kaya. Ship, open cargo hatches one and two. Cargo hatches open. Two degree down bubble. Two degree down bubble, I. I didn't feel anything move, but suddenly Dad and I were on the ceiling. Our little room seemed to have backups of all the equipment on the command deck. The whole ship could be run from here if need be. Not only that, but the walls were transparent. We could see everything that was happening on the ship. I guess that didn't work both ways. Otherwise, we'd have been hiding out in the open. All stop. The ship responded, and Dad and I weren't stuck to the ceiling anymore. On the deck, bales of cotton from the cargo hatches tumbled around the ship along with anything else not battened down. One of the bales hit my deck chair and splintered it. Kaya pulled out her pistol and took a position on the ceiling where she could have a clear field of fire. She checked the gun, gave it a whack with her other hand. I've got to charge this thing more often. Her words barely made it past her lips, but Dad and I could hear them as if they were in our ear. The airlocks on the gangplank blew open and a horde of pirates stormed through, right into the teeth of Kaya's pistol fire. Her charge might have been low, but her aim was dead on. She took out the first wave of Derek's pirates, but their bodies became cover for the second. Kaya was one step ahead of them. A bale of cotton passed in front of her. She grabbed it with one hand and went along for the ride. When it drifted out of the way, the second wave of invaders opened fire, shocked to find their blasts hitting nothing but the ceiling. They were even more shocked when Kaya's cotton shield completed its turn, giving her the drop on them. Though she didn't blast into floaters right away, jumped off the deck to take positions in three dimensions around the ship. Kaya pushed off her ride and grabbed a ladder rung high along the wall right in front of us. Ship 12G. I would have thrown up, but when you weigh 12 times what you did just seconds ago, up is no longer in your vocabulary. Instead, Dad and I lay half-crushed against the floor. A giant, thick creature grabbed Kaya by the ankles. 12G feels like home. I could see every muscle on Kaya's body as she fought to hang on to her ship. She looked as if she was about to snap when she managed to grit out. Zero G. Once the zero G kicked in, Kaya had the advantage. She hoisted the big guy up toward the ceiling with her legs, where his mass worked against his head. Of the pirates who had been dropped on the deck at 12G, some were out cold. Some had broken limbs from the fall and pressure and some were dead. A few still had fight left in them. They fired at Kaya. She took a defensive position and checked her pistol. Empty. Just then, Derek glided on board. Bingo. Time to bluff. She holstered her pistol, and I noticed her hair had turned a dark, fiery red. More about Derek. For someone who wasn't my species, I have to say, it didn't matter. He was hot. Bad boy hot, if you know what I mean. Sure, he was a lot older than me, and even a little older than Kaya, I think. Always hard to tell with another species. 
But that didn't matter. He was the rugged, in-charge, rough-around-the-edges, don't-trust-him-as-far-as-you-can-throw-him-but-you'd-like-to-try-to-throw-him-a-long-way kind of hot. Anyway, just thought I'd mention that. Derek wore a cape with a hood draped down his back, leather pants, a kind of wrap-around blue shirt that matched his eyes. He also wore two pistols, one like Kaya's, the other like nothing I'd ever seen. It looked old and heavy, as much a club as a gun. He wore it in a leather pouch strapped across his perfect chest. Did I mention he was hot? Kaya didn't seem phased by Derek's looks. You've lost a lot of men, Derek. She hopped a ride on another bale of cotton. Hard to keep good help these days, said Derek. Hot and cool. Why did he have to be an enemy? There was a time when you didn't need all the help. We'd fight like this, alone, for fun. Derek was up for the challenge. Fine, gentlemen, relax. I'll take care of this, redhead, myself. The few gentlemen, still conscious, seemed glad to follow that order. From Kaya's reaction, unseen by Derek, he knew how to get under her skin, or hair, as it were. She set her jaw, made a fist with her free hand, and manipulated her bale of cotton close enough to Derek, with just enough spin for her to surprise him with a hard punch to the face. He flung around in the zero-G, ear over hips as Kaya and the bale twisted out of sight. I made a mental note not to tease Kaya about her hair. That's a high price to pay for cotton, she called out all smug about getting the first hit in. Or are you just taking the jilted boyfriend thing a little too far? Boyfriend? Kaya didn't say anything about Hottie Derek being her boyfriend. She and I were going to have a talk. Either way, it's not worth dying over. Okay, so having a hot boyfriend who wants to kill you sort of ruins the package. Unless you're Kaya. Her voice was just as cold. If I don't get paid for this haul, I might as well be dead. They both pushed off and were now in a full-on fight above the deck. At least some of it looked like a fight. Part of it looked like a dance. Until one would punch the other with a viciousness that obviously held some personal history. They flew and spun and twisted and kicked. They used anything and everything that came near them as weapons or shields or things to push off of. The fight was fairly even. Both had drawn blood. Nothing lethal, but enough to be sorry about in the morning. Finally, they separated to catch their breath. Derek fitted his hands with a set of razor-sharp metallic knuckles. Are you thinking of a deal? I wanted to scream a warning to Kaya. His deal was to cut her to ribbons. Apparently, Kaya did know all of Derek's moves, because she drew that switchblade from her boot. Make me an offer. The sound of her blade snapping open punctuated her request. I suppose moving back in with me is too much to ask for. You always could make me laugh. And I could always make you a redhead. That did it. They both knew the cue, pushing off toward each other, this time with lethal weapons in hand. Kaya made a swipe at Derek with her switchblade. He caught the blade in his metal knuckles and tried to fling her into a wall behind him. She seemed to expect that. She let him sling her, reached back behind her with her left hand to draw her pistol, all while getting her feet around to push off the wall she was supposed to slam into. Before he knew it, Derek found his own razor-sharp knuckles still on his hand, prickling his back. Kaya had his arm twisted behind him, and her pistol under his chin. Derek's men all jumped too. Call off your hogs, and we can deal. 
Derek took his sweet time before telling his men to stand down. When they stowed their weapons, Kaya said, Ship, 1G. 1G, aye. The pirate suspended high above the deck didn't appreciate that. Kaya had her feet on the floor, but she had Derek above a cargo hold. He dropped a good distance onto several bales of cotton. You fight like you- Yeah, like you would know. She walked away and casually put her pistol in a charger on the wall near our closet. Derek climbed back to the deck just in time to catch what she'd done. I could see it on his face. Beaten by an empty pistol was his unspoken realization. Kaya was already past this. Let's skip the chit-chat. What's your offer? Derek hopped out of the hold right to his feet. You keep the cotton. I take your passenger. Passenger, she asked, all innocent, like she didn't know what he was talking about. Derek looked at one surviving deck chair and gave a nod to a young crew member. The kid pulled out some kind of device and started scanning around the ship. Dad and I were nervous, to say the least. Sir Janus Alatus, the man who would be peacemaker. He'll fetch a high price at the council. You think? Pirates don't like peace. Well, if you hear anything about him, let me know. I could use a big reward. Money problems? Old boyfriend. Took everything I had. Yeah? Nice ship. Don't start with me. The blades whipped out again. Derek's men made ready. Everyone froze to see what the two exes would do. That is, everyone but the young crew member who, returned from his scan, happy to report there was no one else on board. Really? said Derek. Yes, said the kid. And the escape pod is missing. No kidding. Derek relaxed his blades a bit. Yes, sir. I traced the wake to the next system and transferred the coordinates to our navcom. We can shove off right away. Fake escape pod. Cool. Kaya had thought of everything. Why would we want to do that? Okay, not so cool. Derek wasn't falling for it. Sir? Kaya doesn't have an escape pod. She doesn't believe in them. But the wake? Fed to you by her computer. Kaya took that moment to sneak a peek at her pistol. Still charging. Derek went on showing off how much he knew about her. Dying alone in space is her dream. No one around to bother her. I think it was you who made me feel that way, Derek. Cute, Kaya. Real cute. Derek drew the old heavy pistol from his holster. Funny, he said, not being funny at all. Shaping steel can assume almost any form and color. It can act as a two-way mirror and take a full load from a blast pistol. But an old-fashioned projectile passes through it like butter. He pointed the gun at the closet, right at Dad and me. Derek, wait. Yeah, Derek, wait. I didn't say that, but I was thinking it a lot more emphatically than Kaya said it. Don't look so smug. No one's in there. If you shoot, the bullet will breach the hole and we'll all get sucked into space. Nice try, but I know different. The diplomat's body will stop the bullet. He raised his gun toward us again. Kaya gave up one level of pretending. Admiral Gon won't like it if you bring him a dead diplomat. He'll get over it. Derek was still aiming at us in the closet, but with less resolve. You put a tracer on Alidus. Well, I didn't, but yeah, he's been marked. That's how you followed the two of us through the tick? It was subtle, but Dad got the message. He turned to me and whispered, Sweetheart, they don't know you're here. Then it dawned on me. Daddy, no! 
Meanwhile, Kaya was stalling. Why should I give up Alatus? What do I get? You get to die the way you've always wanted to. Alone. In space. You couldn't kill me, Derek. You love me too much. I won't kill you. I'll just leave you here. You can die all by yourself. Dad gave me last instructions. You tell Kaya I said to take you to your grandparents on Kasiri. You hear me? But I want to go with you. You can't. Will you come back? As soon as the words left my lips, I knew it was the wrong thing to ask. No. It was goodbye. I cry now even thinking about it. Imagine how the tears flowed then. We didn't have much time and couldn't make any noise, so there was no chance at a proper goodbye. All we could do was steal a quick, tight hug. The kind where all the words you want to say piled on top of each other like emotions in a tick. But we couldn't share them, so we just hung on. All the while, Kaya was still stalling and scheming. She had casually checked her pistol in the wall charger, then stepped away from it. You drive a hard bargain. Derek summed up the offer on the table. I kill you now and take the diplomat. Or you save me the trouble of busting up your ship. And in return, you get a little bit of hope drifting in space alone. Best offer I've had all day. She turned around as if considering it. Suddenly, she bolted straight at the wall with her back to Derek's men. I watched her over Dad's shoulder. Look! Dad turned just in time to see Kaya step up onto the wall without breaking stride. In the same smooth move, she grabbed the pistol and fired over her head as she flipped over backwards. Shots from Derek's men lit up the space where her torso would have been if she were upright. Her fire gave her just enough cover to land and put her pistol to Derek's temple. Yes! Stay down, or your captain floats out of here. For the briefest moment, I thought we were going to win, and that I'd have a few more days with Dad. But the next thing I knew, he shoved me into a corner of the closet where I couldn't be seen and opened the door. Kaya, it's all right. Kaya kept her gun on Derek, but shot a glance Dad's way. You picked a hell of a time to come out of the closet. I think we can come to a deal. Yeah. I pull the trigger and these jerks fight over who gets the ship. Sounded like a good plan to me. Dad had other ideas. You loved him once. That's supposed to make me not want to kill him? You kill me, said Derek. My men kill him. He meant Dad, and instantly guns pointed every which way. There will be no killing, Dad boomed in a voice that I didn't think he was capable of. His pronouncement caused a hush to fall. He turned to Derek, who still had Kaya's gun at his temple. You'll take me to the Council of Pirates, to Admiral Gon. That's my plan. Alive. Dad was showing a ton of bravado for being the littlest guy in the room. Gon would never forgive me if I deprived him of the pleasure of killing you. Fine. Dad turned to our hostess. Kaya, thank you for your continued hospitality. The way he said continued made it clear he meant me. Derek, you're taking away my big reward. You're not going to take the cotton too, are you? You can keep the damn cotton. Kaya turned to Dad. Cotton to Kasiri. That'll hardly pay my oxygen bill. Of course, back before we launched, she was saying how much the load would be worth on the ice planet of Clonar, so that made me a bale of cotton. Derek didn't get it. You're the one who wanted to make an honest living. Kaya was done with him. Get off my ship. And he was done with her. Gladly. 
He grabbed Dad and used him as a shield. The rest of his men limped, shuffled, ran, or were carried behind him to their shuttlecraft. When the last of them were safely away, Derek said, It was nice seeing you again, Kaya. And in case you were thinking of making some repairs and following me. Quick as lightning, Derek pulled that old pistol and fired into a glowing blue bubble at the bow of Kaya's ship. The noise from that gun was like nothing I'd heard before. Loud, explosive, primitive. It literally spit fire and smoke. Whatever came out of the end of it burst the sphere. Thick glass and water crashed to the floor, and the glowing blue light disappeared. Kaya didn't seem too pleased about that turn of events, but kept her cool. Thanks, Derek. Before you did that, I'd forgotten why I dumped you. That left Derek without a comeback, so all he could do was leave. No sooner had their shuttle pulled away than Kaya opened the closet door to find me looking completely pitiful. I had been bawling like a baby the entire time, but trying to do it quietly. I had only a few seconds to get up my courage, overcome my sorrow, and say, We're going to save him, right? No, we're going to blow them out of this universe.